This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on December 31st, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au and a happy new year. We've been adopted through His Son eternally. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, They returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favour of God was upon him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace, peace and mercy are ours through the triune God. Amen. This sermon is based on two sermons, one from the LCA Resources and another by Pastor Nathan Nettleton. Welcome to the first Sunday of the Christmas season, or as most people see it, the first Sunday after Christmas. And in this case, the day of the hype of New Year's Eve. Welcome to the beginning of the week of the big come down, where we all begin to get back to normal. 
All the excitement of the Christmas services, the culinary excess of the Christmas dinners and parties, and now it's the next Sunday. Rubbish bins full of crumpled wrapping paper, bathrooms full of indigestion tablets, sales signs in every shop and in every email that you get, and most of the workforce will either be back at work by Tuesday or down at the beach in a caravan. Most of us are now concerned not so much about the advent of the master at Christmas, but the advent of the MasterCard bill in January. <laughs> Perhaps Joseph and Mary experienced a somewhat similar feeling. Even if their experience of that first Christmas was rather more mundane than the retellings of it, even if they experienced it as little more than a hard trip to Bethlehem, an uncomfortable birth in a back shed, and a troubling visit from a bunch of rowdy sheep herders, there still came a point where it was all over, and they had to settle down to a normal life with their new baby. In the Christmas Day Gospel, the evangelist Luke described the events around the first day of Jesus' life. And today, Luke fast-forwards to us fast forwards to take us to the 40th day of Jesus' life on earth. We know from today's text that Jesus is 40 days old because the opening words speak of the time of purification according to the law of the Lord. That law is Leviticus 12, which stipulates that a period of 40 days must elapse for the mother of a male before she can approach the priest and make a sin offering. So, in today's text, that's what Mary and Joseph do. They take the baby Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to give a sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. This presentation of poultry tells us that Mary and Joseph are lowly, for this is the permissible sin offering for people who are too poor to afford the regular offering of a lamb. These particular details in the introduction of our text, just a week after Christmas Day, is Luke's way of continuing the theme of the unexpected in God's plan of salvation. The kind of saviour God promised is in itself unexpected. We would expect God to perhaps show himself to the world in all his unveiled glory, in a stunning and brilliant burst, much like a New Year's Eve fireworks display or perhaps by sending a mighty king arriving with all the fanfare of a celebrity, then charismatically leading his military to bring freedom to the captives. But instead, the unexpected occurs. God's mighty king is a baby. There is no splendor. For a bed, he has a feed box surrounded by animals. God makes himself lowly, to step into a lowly world. And we would expect the news of this miraculous birth to be announced to those who deserved special favour from God, to those who were highly esteemed in the eyes of the community, to the elite, to the dignitaries, to the aristocrats. Yet, God chooses to be born as a real human baby to real human parents. They are not celebrities. They're not special, they're not worthy in any other way. And in another unexpected twist, 
God has simply chosen ordinary, everyday people. He has again visited the lowly, those too poor to afford a regular offering to bring salvation to the world. And in our text today, God's unexpected surprises continue. We're introduced to a man in Jerusalem named Simeon, a person we know very little about. We are told that Simeon is a righteous man and he is awaiting the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he would see the Lord's Christ. So, Simeon is longing for the fulfilment of this promise before he dies. Longing for the day when God would reveal his promised Christ to him. Once again, God chooses to reveal himself to those whom we wouldn't expect. Why would God promise to reveal himself to an aging, dying man? Was Simeon special or worthy in any way? No. That he is a righteous man isn't because of any virtuous work. We are told in the words immediately following that he was expectantly awaiting the consolation of Israel. His righteousness lies in his expectant longing, in his faith. He's no different from us. He's a sinner, and he's fallen well short of what God demands. As we look, on, look back on the last year in the light of God's word, it doesn't take much for us to find those occasions where we have needed Jesus our Saviour, just as Simeon did. Like us, Simeon is righteous through faith because he is clinging to the hope of salvation in Christ, just as we are. And Simeon's years of devout practice have so opened him to the inner world of the spirit and so attuned him to see deep beneath the surface, of their surface appearance of things that when an ordinary-looking couple from out of town bring an ordinary baby to the temple to do pretty much what every Israeli couple did for their newborn children, Simeon is able to pick this one out from the crowd as being different. A similar example of faithfulness is given to us in Anna, described as a prophet and the daughter of Phanuel. 84 years of age and widowed, probably since her mid-twenties. We are told that she never left the temple but worshipped there with fasting and prayer day and night. This probably does not mean that she was on her knees 24 hours a day for 60 years but that she lived in staff quarters at the temple and performed various tasks of service around the temple and participated in all the various services of worship and prayer that punctuated the rhythm of each day in the temple. Anna too, like Simeon, has through her lifelong immersion in scripture and prayer developed the prophetic ability to see what is really going on beneath the surface of the everyday events taking place around her. She too sees in this rather ordinary little religious observance by these new parents, the appearance of the long expected savior of the world. God fulfills his promise to Simeon that he will not die before he sees the Lord's Christ. 
Simeon goes to the temple at the same time as Joseph and Mary, presenting their child Jesus, to do for him what was customary according to the law. Simeon was expectantly waiting to see the Christ, but I doubt very much that he was expecting a baby. Most of us would have seen nothing more than one more cute, gurgling little baby with its slightly bewildered parents going through a standard form of infant presentation ceremony. But Simeon, his perceptive faculties fine-tuned by decades immersed in scripture and a life of prayer, sees the salvation prepared by God, a light to the Gentiles and the glory of God's people. And, in a rather fitting tribute to Simeon's faithfulness, his prayer recorded here by Luke has been picked up in almost every Christian tradition that practices daily community prayer as one of the prayers at the close of the day, known traditionally as the Nunc Dimittis. Now, Lord, let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation you have prepared in the sight of every nation. This is Simeon's song of praise to God in the temple for letting him see the Christ child and hold him in his arms before he died. In the church, we often sing this after we have been dismissed from Holy Communion, as we acknowledge that we too have also seen our Saviour in flesh and blood, the bodily risen Christ in bread and wine. When we celebrate Holy Communion, the Christ child who was born for us and crucified in our place, and who rose from death and flooded the kingdom of darkness with his light, he comes to us as host of this holy meal, giving us his body and blood to forgive us for all our sins. God in Christ, again, does not withhold himself from the lowly. God through Christ, again, comes to his temple, not the building in Jerusalem that is no longer there, but to his new temple, the people of God, his church gathered around him, the fullness of God in bodily form. It's fair to say that nothing really spectacular happens in this reading. It's just things settling back into normal routines after the major disruption of Christmas. But in the settling back, we are given these little snapshots of the two ends of the life of those who dedicate themselves to God's spirit. At one end, we see a newborn baby already being introduced to the rhythms and devotions of faithful people. And at the end of the account, we are told that back in Nazareth, he grew and became strong and developed in wisdom and in favour with God. At the other end of life, we see these two elderly people whose lives have been shaped and refined, not by the big high-energy events, but by a constant rhythm of prayer and listening to the scriptures, and whose experience of life and appreciation of everything that goes on around them is consequently far deeper than most people's. As we stand at the beginning of another year and look back over the way we have come, we see our record of mistakes, our shortcomings and sins, all of which we know are covered 
by God's forgiveness. And we also see a future bright with promise and hope. Throughout this year, we can pray that God will grant us the enduring faith of Simeon and Anna to see and recognize the Lord's salvation. We can pray that like the, Lord, like the child Jesus, we will continually grow in true wisdom and receive the favor of God. We can also ask God to encourage and guide us as we step into the daily rhythms of prayer and reading scripture, knowing that through these simple practices, God will continue to reveal his promises to us, just as he did to Simeon and Anna. Amen. To the praise of your glory.